You're listening to the SEO for Photographers podcast by Fuel Your Photos. In each episode, Dylan and Corey discuss topics that will help you get more clicks from Google. Ready to rank? Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 33. And today we're talking about SEO goals for photographers. Uh, we're excited to release a new blog post that Corey's been working on for quite some time, and I'll let him take it away from there. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's such an interesting topic because it seems obvious, but there's so much more. Like, I, I think when I ask people, what are your goals from SEO? So many people just respond with, I want to rank on the first page, right? Like, that's the goal of SEO, and they kind of think that's it, and it doesn't give them a very clear path to accomplishing that specific objective or any other goals. And I think that when you really start to break down your goals and choose very specific action-oriented things that you can do, you can find results in so many different places. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of taking it away from a really narrow definition of SEO and looking more at like, all-encompassing like marketing efforts that are mostly web related like you could say digital marketing i guess yeah it's interesting because i mean that's really something that i've been trying to figure out how to communicate to people for a long time is that people in like our facebook group and whatever i talk to people who are asking about seo they're always asking something like can i hire someone to do my seo or um I need to figure out how to do SEO. Like SEO is this like one thing that you do, but really optimizing your business to be found via search engines, it's so all encompassing of like so many things that you can do in your business. And uh, I think maybe, hopefully this episode and this post is going to at least shine the light on some of the specific activities and some of the categories that they fall into so that people can start to set some more specific goals and realize that they might not even think of it as SEO. They could think of it more as, you know, just specific challenges and optimizations that they can make to not only their website, but their online presence, their business, the way that they do things that will ultimately uh, end up helping them rank better and get more traffic from search engines. Totally. And if you want to follow along, you can go to our blog and this post is the latest post, but it's called SEO goals. So fuelyourphotos.com slash SEO dash goals. Sweet. So uh, I guess, do you want to intro kind of what the, I guess there's like six or so categories of, of goals? Yeah, let's just run down the list of the categories of this post. We have uh, map and local. We have branded search. We have images. We have content marketing. We have relationships. And there's usability and then SERP features. So we can kind of go through this and give some examples from each of these. But I think already, if you're listening, you can see that these are maybe a good way of thinking about like the broad pillars of the things that have the most impact on how Google decides where to rank you. Totally. It's also so, interesting. We had a, we had a lesson that we made in our uh, course that talks about SEO avatars and the idea was that not everyone has to do all of the exact same things and that there are multiple ways to win because there are these kind of pillars that um, are very different from each other. Like uh, map and local is quite different than content marketing or relationships. 
Um, but you could do just one of those and find a ton of success depending on your business. Um, or you can decide to do all of them, or you can pick some sort of combination that works for you. So I think that's important as well to realize that you can mix and match and make your own plan, your own strategy from multiple specific goals. Yeah. And that strategy might change over the course of your career. Uh, you might start off as a photographer. You might not even have a website you, and you can just do your Google My Business profile and start with local SEO. And then maybe you move into content marketing or something after that. It, it's really cool how that can happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and also just thinking through the time frame that certain things, certain goals are going to take six months, a year, two years, but other goals you might set for something that you could do in an afternoon. Right. That's huge. Okay. So do you want to start off with map and local kind of an overview of what photographers that might be the best fit for and what that entails? Yeah. I feel like, uh, if you are a photographer who has a studio, then the map is absolutely critical for your SEO strategy. Uh, if you are serving clients at a very specific location, um, if you, Again, if you have a studio where people are coming to you are looking for um, an address or, you know, they want to do something that's very close to them, those are all going to be like, it's very important for you to focus on um, certain map based goals. Uh, what else? What do you think? What, what, who else yeah. would really need to focus on the map? Totally. I would say photographers that live in a, an area that has a lot of, uh, I guess, Traffic from out of town, uh, visiting traffic, um, it's hard. I, yeah, that makes I think, sense. Like I've, yeah. I've worked with some people who are like vacation-based photographers. They might live in Florida or yep. somewhere where lots of people travel there and want to do family photos while they're in town. Um, that makes sense that they would need to be map-based because those people don't know who the photographers are locally and are probably searching from their phone and exactly. definitely are going to base a lot of their decisions on the map. For sure. Uh, I just have like a quick side tangent. Uh, I follow an SEO that is famous for creating the little red wagon full of phones that she uses to kind of hack map listings yeah. because one of the strongest factors is people searching for a certain service on their phone. So say photographer and then Google seeing that that phone moves to that location, uh, it has the service and then maybe that person reviews that location the next day or from nearby. Uh, that sort of signal is so powerful and studio photographers are practically the only photographers that are going to be able to, to get that traffic. Can you post a link to that in the show notes or something? I'm really I curious sure will. to yeah. read some of the case studies from that. I've heard of I that know. before, but I, ha I don't remember if like the specifics of how well <laughs> it worked or what the findings were. Right. Yeah. The, the person I follow does it as a service and it, it wears off over time. If you don't have a, a lot of phones continuing to go to that business, but yeah, it's mm -hmm. so interesting. Huh. I'll post a, a link. Okay. So what are some goals that you might set if you are trying to uh, prioritize local rankings? Yeah. So I think the main considerations first, you should have a really well filled out complete business profile. That's fairly simple. Just follow the instructions for the profile, setting it up. Um, after that, like we mentioned, you should be trying to get clients to maybe search for your address, uh, show up, uh, have, have the service, and then review from their device or review from a, a 
close proximity desktop, uh, potentially leaving a keyword rich review of the, your service and of course five stars. Um, outside of that, we always talk about the name, address, phone number, citations. So signing up for a lot of like uh, white pages type directories that are just online listings that have an accurate and consistent uh, address, name, and phone number uh, for your business listing. Um, so Google can really see that a lot of different places on the internet are pointing to your business and it's all uh, very consistent. Yeah, that makes sense. I One of the uh, specific goals in the article is I want to optimize my Google business profile and make sure I have a steady stream of new five-star reviews. Yeah. And that's a great goal to make sure that you're consistently getting new reviews, new positive reviews. Um, a lot of people overlook yeah. that. They'll do a little sprint where they'll, where they'll get some reviews or maybe they'll ask occasionally for reviews. But the people who really make that a priority and work it into their delivery workflows and they follow up and ask for reviews multiple times, um, those people get consistent reviews. And I, I've seen people who do that just really stick in yep. local results over time because they're showing Google, hey, we're relevant currently and we're going to continue to be relevant because people are going to talk about us. Exactly. And automate that. <laughs> Just yeah. do whatever you can to make sure that you're not having to think to send out those review requests. Uh, just find out like through, through your booking software or whatever you have to just send a reminder like a week after you deliver or when you deliver and then like a month after that. Yeah. I'll give one more example of a local goal before we move on to the next category. Uh, it would be, I want to show up on the map results when people search photographers near me. How would you do that, Dylan? Yeah, so it's, it's practically the same thing. Uh, if, if you're showing up in the map results, it's pretty much going to be based on the proximity to the searcher uh, making the search. Uh, and then all of those other local con uh, considerations like uh, consistent citations, reviews, uh, Google thinks that your business is authoritative locally. Um, maybe local links might help. Do you think so, you should change the name of your business to photographer <laughs> near me? Yeah, totally. You should definitely do that. We've uh, seen this meme going around in several Facebook groups. <laughs> it's like Thai yeah. food near me is the name of a restaurant or something. I think I've had like seven friends text me that photo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been funny. So yeah, you, you could, you could start a new business called photographer near me. Um, but yeah, I, I think when, common misconception we see is that people will say like i should optimize my contact page for wedding photographer near me right as uh, like in the page title or something exactly yeah don't do that that's not how it works uh google's just simply whenever they see the near me search term which is like a very common autocomplete they look at where that person's searching from and they just practically treat it like wedding photographer Portland if I'm searching from Portland and it might even be down to like the neighborhood level. Uh, so they're just doing a map search for close proximity businesses. Okay. So to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here or to give people something they might can experiment with, they don't want to take our word for it because I'm always for trying things yourself. Don't always take the advice of someone, even if they're really smart guys like us. I'm just kidding. Well, not really, but anyways, if you, <laughs> if you optimize for uh, photographers near me, in the page title, the H1, like throughout the page copy, you're saying near me over and over and over for some reason. Like I, it would be kind of hard to do, but let's just say you pull it off. Do you think that 
theoretically it it could have some impact on the organic results like not the map based results but just the organic results that come after the map pack i mean obviously that's that's still going to be a very heavily influenced by local factors search results but could it get you in the organic i have seen that on one photographer's site and they did successfully really like optimize one of their pages for like newborn photographer near me and they were ranking nationally for that term in the regular organic results and getting so much traffic that was completely not like nobody was clicking the listing or the the uh, actual search results and nobody that did click through was actually converting because it was just people from hundreds or thousands of miles away i think that's such a key point here is that it's not about like this is something we try to preach all the time don't try to do seo tricks and tactics try to serve searchers because if a searcher searches for a photographer near me they mean they want to look at a map and pick someone who's close to them on the map that there's a whole reason that google shows a map for those queries because they've determined that almost all of those people want to see map results exactly they want to drive five minutes they don't want to fly (laughs) exactly let's look at the next uh category here in the post which is branded search yeah, this is a favorite one of mine. I, I'm i a really big proponent for optimizing for branded search. Like he's and, such a big proponent. Like <laughs> I put a screenshot in the post and we'll leave it for now. Uh, yeah. And it had a mistake in it. And it's using Dylan as an example. And he saw exactly. it and like instantly went to his site to fix it while we were having like as he <laughs> scrolled. He couldn't scroll any further in the post until he went to his site and fixed this mistake. Right. Yeah. It, it, I'd love to see if you can put in in the comments if you see the mistake. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I think that optimizing for branded search is a two-part optimization. First, I'm thinking about what that result looks like when people search my brand. And for me, like different iterations of my brand. So maybe they're searching Dylan Howell photography. Maybe they're just searching my name, Dylan Howell. I really want to make sure that I'm ranking for that really well, especially locally, uh, if not nationwide. Um, and then, so that's one part is just how it looks. And the second part is how can I get more people to Google my name? I'm, I'm always trying to think about that as a potential referral traffic source, but also, uh, Google, when they see people like a, a, a strong, like a large number of people Googling the name of an entity and then clicking through to their site, they definitely see that as a authority, authority or uh, popularity metric. Uh, that can help overall rankings. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people in various groups and things, whenever people talk about trying to rank for their name, kind of laugh it off like, oh, that's not a real SEO goal. You shouldn't be worried about ranking for your name. Nobody's searching for your name. And I'm always like, oh my God, what are these people saying? (laughs) That's completely false. Yeah, or I mean, I think a common issue I see is not really taking that into consideration up front when you decide on your business name. Mm. Uh, So... I, I, how many like Nicole Marie photographers are there in, that exist? <laughs> yep. Uh, or just like those very generic names where. Sorry, Nicole Marie's. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but if you if if somebody mentions that name online, Google has absolutely no clue which one of the ten businesses with the same name, uh, ten websites, ten, ten social media accounts that are like Nicole Marie one, Nicole dash Marie, Nicole underscore Marie, like. <laughs> They just don't know. They can't attribute it properly. Uh, so if you if you can come up with your own unique name uh, and have that 
web web wide so social media's website itself uh unique so if if you're mentioned in the new york times google's like i know exactly who that is Mm -hmm. and then maybe have some schema on the back end that that really clarifies for them then you're gonna be good yeah exactly let's give a couple of uh examples from the post so one is that i want to be i want my site to be the first result when someone searches for my business name and i want google to display helpful site links that help visitors get to the most uh, popular pages directly from search. So getting site links is actually a good specific SEO goal. Whenever someone searches for your name, there's usually some links that show up underneath the main listing there, your your homepage listing, um, or at least often you'll find these and getting them and making sure that they are curated to pages that you actually want people to uh, land on. Now you can't affect it directly. We have a YouTube video uh, about ways that you can influence Google's choice. And the point is, if your site navigation is clear and the pages that you want people to land on are the most popular pages on your site, you'll probably get those site links. So just going through the the exercise of saying, I want to make sure that my site links are good should kind of lead, lead you down the road to making your site um, easier to navigate, making sure that your popular pages are easy to find right from your homepage. Yep. I think next you talk about... Uh, you wanting wanting to see where you've been interviewed or featured mm-hmm. when they search your name, I think that's pretty huge. Uh, ways you can affect that. I I just rebuilt my about page, and I'm linking to as many of my recent or like ever interviews or features that I could remember mm. uh, directly from my about page. I like that. Yeah, that's something I feel like a lot of people are uh, missing is. An about page that really demonstrates their accomplishments, um, achievements, their recognition, their interviews, anything like that. Uh, curating it on your page just gives Google one more clue that this actually is about this one, this website, this entity. Yeah, I've I've come across SEOs that would actually build links to places where they're interviewed or uh, podcasts that they were on or things like that to help those specific pages rank better in search uh especially if people like do like a search like dylan howell interview you want all of those to show up as high as possible i like it yeah let's move to the next category which is images so what are some uh how how do you want to think about image seo we actually have a whole podcast episode that talks about image search strategy so that would be a good place to listen in Uh, we have a blog post that talks about how to uh, write alt text if that's one of your questions. We have another blog post about optimizing your images. But in general, when you're thinking about your SEO strategy, what are some specific goals that you might have for ranking with images? Yeah, so I think you nail it on like the the overall first goal is maybe just ranking for your main specialty location term uh, in Google image results. Uh, maybe even if there's an image pack on the first page of that result, of that SERP, uh, showing up in that can be really great. Uh, you'll see a huge number of impressions on those images and some some definite traffic. Um, and it's I've talked to quite a few, few clients of mine, and that's how they found their photographer, was they wanted to quickly see a huge list of images, and they could just feel which ones they liked the most. Uh, yeah. they would, they'd be like, I like that style. And they'd, they would mention like, oh yeah, we picked three images we liked and two of them are yours. So we picked you. <laughs> yeah. And while that's always a good goal, I think that it's even more important whenever there's an image pack in the organic results for a term that you're targeting. 
Um, If you see that image pack, it means that Google really thinks that people probably are looking at the images first or a lot of a large percentage of people are looking at images first or end up clicking the image tab. So they go ahead and put it right there in the organic results. For sure. Yeah. And I like your next point about potentially like having a goal, like a hundred clicks per month for image searches related to wedding venues in your city. Yeah. Something like that. Um, It's really specific and really easy to track. Exactly. Yeah. And if you need help on that, uh, the performance report in Search Console has an image. Uh, you can look at image traffic only. Yeah, uh, up in the very top left, it'll say search type, and by default, it's on web. But if you click that, you can change it to image. Exactly. That's huge. Uh, so it's really fun to look through and see what queries people are using to find uh, your images. Yeah. And there's a whole lot that you can learn about this. Again, the Uh, podcast episode we have about image search strategy talks about this a little bit but the idea here would be um, you know find some terms where you think people are likely uh, looking for images like wedding venues where they want to see inspiration and then optimize a few images from your posts that target those terms and really try to aim to get in the top of those image results for those um, terms with some very specific images Uh, again like I said we have plenty more information about how to do that but that could be a really great goal that you can track and say am i getting 100 clicks from those images yet if not i need to add more uh, venues or i need to improve the images that i'm using to target those terms Uh, but that that's the kind of goal i like to set for sure should we talk about content marketing next yes this is a big one (laughs) it's huge it's I, i feel so weird saying like one seventh of your goals should be content marketing when it's like you can build an entire business just off this section. Yeah. But that's what this is all about. Yeah. Um, A lot of people will say that uh, content is king in SEO. And yeah, I don't know. I feel so weird about that cliche at this point because (laughs) it just seems like it's saying nothing to me because content is literally anything that you publish to the web. So like, what is that even saying? And is your homepage (laughs) content? Yeah, that's content. But I think a lot of times what, that, that's the problem. Like people will say, you just need to write better content. And I mean, I'm like, well, do you mean they need to blog more informational content? Do you mean they need to improve the copy on their homepage? Do you, all of that can be content. But in this case, sure. I think this section is specifically talking about creating content that is targeting search traffic to drive visits, clicks to your website from search engines. Yep. Yeah, we have a whole course section on content marketing, and we've we've done some like really fun uh, workshops on this. And it's just it's cool to see it click for people where they're like, oh, I can I can figure out what potential topics my or what topics my potential clients might be interested in or would be helpful for them, and I can figure out what intense intense they might have behind those topics, and I can write really helpful content and. It just ranks well. Yeah. Like the first example in this section is I want to create guides that help families in my city discover interesting things to do with their kids. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, that has nothing to do with photography, but man, who is a better person than a family photographer to write that kind of guide? Especially if the family photographer has their own children and goes to these places and takes amazing photos that you can't find anywhere else on the web. If you're into blogging in that way and you want to be a local guide, then these kinds of posts can do extremely well and often get significantly more searches per month than any photography-specific terms. 100%. My my little side project, Miata, 
website has officially passed my photography site for traffic and it's just targeting terms like this like it's just a content marketing site yeah which is fun uh let's look at another one of these in this category that's a little bit more uh abstract which is uh, i want to write reviews about camera gear so that i can attract sponsors for my speaking engagement dang have you ever done such a good i have yeah it's good that's that's interesting you wrote that because i i definitely had that earlier in my career yeah i think that's Uh, it's a good illustration of having an end in mind right like knowing that i'm writing this because if it gets found by the right people there will be a specific reward for me and knowing that reward knowing the payoff lets it guide you in creating the content who are you writing it to why are you writing it what do you what response do you want them to have how do you want them to reply how do you want them to think of you when they read this um all of those kinds of things that's why you want to set such a specific goal like that. Yeah, I love that. And uh, another one that's a little bit more abstract or, uh, you know, not necessarily the right fit for everyone, but you could say, I want to review my favorite software so that I can earn affiliate commissions when people sign up after reading my review. So yeah. just because, you know, you, you can write content that's directly bringing people to hire you as a photographer, but you can also write content that's going to help you accomplish other goals that's been one of the most interesting things for me throughout my years of making websites and doing any sort of marketing online. It's just realizing that when you publish things, you just never know who's going to read it and what that's going to bring about. Like, for example, the most ran- one of the most random things I've ever had happen, I published about playing this game, uh, Bigger or Better, or the trade-up game. Uh, there, it was made famous by a guy who started with a paperclip and ended up getting a house. And... I wrote about me starting this game and some history of it and things like that. And a few months later, someone found it on Google and it ended up calling me and asking if I wanted to do an interview to be on a TV show. They were like <laughs> a TV producer who was pitching show ideas to the to a company. And so I ended up doing an interview, a video interview. I didn't get on the show, but it was just weird that like all I had to do was make this post. And eventually someone found it and... You know, it could have been, I could have been on a TV show. I have had people emailing me from that post, like wanting to trade things and like all kinds of stuff like that. And the idea is when you put out content into the world, it's pretty magical to see what kinds of connections and relationships you can make. Uh, random. I, I got an ADDR, so domain, uh, gosh, I can't even think of the term right now, uh, in Ahrefs backlink this week because of a blog post i wrote i think it was seven years ago wow uh yeah they they found the venue and wanted to feature one of the images so pretty cool (laughs) there you go content marketing paying off for years to go uh what's next relationships let's yeah let's talk about relationships uh this has been surprisingly large in my career um the more you blog about local vendors and venues uh the more business they're going to send your way uh, it's it's so cool to get referrals that might not even come from Google from other vendors because of actions you've maybe taken to rank better in Google. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, a specific goal here is pretty much exactly what you just said. I want to write about local venues and vendors in a way um, as a way to showcase the people I love working with and build reciprocity so they're more likely to refer me more often. Like, that's pretty that's straightforward. Huge. It's a great goal. <laughs> yeah. You, this is another example where 
just that strategy could be enough to make your business successful. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm thinking of two specific vendors that I ended up working with very closely because we hit off when we were working together and just really, you know, kind of had the same sort of philosophy about how we were doing things. And between the two of them probably sent me two years worth of work in my wedding photography career. Like you can totally, you know, just, I think start with this. Like this is a great thing to start with where you're not really sure where it's going to go, but practice writing about someone featuring someone and my advice would be don't always expect something back immediately. Like don't do it where it's like, I'll do this for you. If you do this for me, like that just feels so almost gimmicky in a lot of cases. I mean, you could do that if you have a relationship already and you're both like looking for ways to build your blog and you want to like do something where you both work together. That's fine. But also just do it because you want to create content for your visitors and you already want to promote these other people so write about them and i think that's a a great goal that should work well for everyone cool should we talk about usability next uh actually let's look at there was one other um let's look at this other one other goal so i want to nurture the comment section of my blog post so that i can build real relationship with my visitors this is when i feel like a lot of photographers just turn off comments because pretty much all comments are spam. And <laughs> realistically, a lot of the photography blogs that I look at, if they do have comments on, even the ones that are pretty active, uh, it's like, I love the photos, great job, or, you know, beautiful work. It just, they leave like really, really simple comments like that. And those aren't bad, but what could you do to try to curate conversation on your post? And one example of yeah. that would be this podcast episode. We're going to embed this in the post itself and we're talking about the post on the podcast we've made a few references already where we're like leave a comment if you this or that and the idea is we want to hear your feedback and we're trying to give a clear place for you to have a conversation with us about the conversation we're having now and what we wrote in the post so i i'm really trying to find more ways to do this personally and I, I'm not the best at it, but I'm trying to improve and get better and want to really focus on building relationships through conversations that I start with content that I'm writing. Yeah. In my past experience, I would say reviews are also a really good area where people will want to either thank you for the review or tell you like what part was helpful or disagree with your review. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just maybe think about the content you're writing is it somewhat controversial maybe in a good way where people it'll make people want to share their opinion more uh, or actually make them think about their opinion uh, that, that can be important when you're choosing what content to write or how to write it I like it all right let's talk about usability yeah so this is big uh, I see in our posts in our Facebook group nearly daily where people are wanting to make sure that their site is getting 100s on the uh, mobile score for PageSpeed Insights and what they can do to fix it, even if they're on Wix or Squarespace or ShowIt or whatever platform. Uh, I think it, it's important to know that usability can and should be important to, to most uh, webmasters, but it doesn't have to be uh, a goal for everybody to have perfect scores in every testing tool. That's funny, because that's kind of what I said in the post. I was like, uh... 
people get too obsessed with this, and the goal shouldn't be to get higher scores on a test. But you right. do want to make sure that your visitors are not frustrated when they come to your website because it's not performing properly. So if your site's actually slow, it's a really good goal to improve it so that it's not causing people problems. You also have to think, like we had uh, the screenshot that I posted from Paul. He was mentioning, he's like, I wanted to make sure that I could uh, look at it from a 3G connection on the tractor while I'm out in the field or something like that, right? Yeah. He's like, that's a common thing for people around me to be out in the middle of nowhere and not have a connection and wanting to be looking something up. And so knowing yeah. your audience and knowing, um, do do they often look with a you know, slow internet connection? Or even another one of these goals is to make sure that someone using a screen reader can easily navigate your site and uh, experience your images through alt text. Like those kinds of things. Just knowing who's using your site and making sure that for those people it actually is usable. Maybe doing some usability testing where you have friends and family go through your site while you look over their shoulder. Or there's even websites out there where you can like uh, pay a, for a credit or a certain number of credits for people to go to your website to accomplish a specific or like to do a specific task, and then they get you get recordings of them. All of those kinds of things can be a really these goals that we put in the post are just examples uh the overarching thing you should be thinking about here if you're setting goals for usability is is my site very easy to use for the people that i want to be using it that's huge yeah i'm i'm thinking of the example in my head of uh elopement photographers like if you've ever been in joshua tree and you're trying to like use your phone like it's very difficult there's no signal uh, and I can't imagine like trying to plan a Joshua Tree elopement. Maybe you're there and you're like just dreaming about which locations and you're trying to figure out like which photographers are available and you get to like the heaviest uh, like Squarespace site ever with 10,000 images and it just will never load. Uh, <laughs> Bounce. But yeah, it's exactly. You're gone. <laughs> yep. Well, we've got one more category here, which is SERP features. Yeah. This one, man, we could talk for days about goals that are based around SERP features. And the thing about this is it's always going to be changing. Whenever people talk about SEO always changing, a lot of the things we've talked about so far are really tried and true. Just this is how SEO is always going to work because Google is always going to try to return the best results for visit searchers, right? Like that's their whole goal. So a lot of the things that we've been talking about are just do the things that people want that, that will make it easier for visitors. But when we're talking about SERP features, the thing is SERP features change. Google's con uh, constantly testing new kinds of features. They're uh, changing the way that the features are laid out. They are trying things on mobile that are different than desktop. They're maybe adding in features and then taking them back out. And all of yeah. these things are constantly shifting. And running like hundreds of tests at once. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. saw in a documentary about Google recently, uh, they mentioned how many tests they're concurrently running, and the number was way higher than most people would think. I mean, it's in the thousands at a time that they're running these experiments, and in a year, it was just thousands and thousands and thousands of different things that they test. Yeah, it's incredible. And this doesn't even get into, like, discover traffic or other, like, non- like 10 blue link uh, features that you see in search results, which I think uh, would be such an interesting podcast episode. Maybe maybe we should dive into discover traffic at some point. But Yeah, actually, it's really uh, something I'm very interested in. And one of the points in here, so I, where did I put it? It's um, 
I want to get the large results and the related searches cards that show up on mobile after the first two pages of organic results. It's like super specific, somewhat new feature. I mean, like, you know, several months, but when you're on mobile and you scroll past the first couple of pages or sometimes the first page of organic results, it moves to these cards that swipe one at a time where you get usually three results. And it's, it looks like it's based on people also ask, um, or related searches or something like that. But it's not 100% clear exactly how Google is generating this. Uh, I don't remember why I brought that up just now, but yeah. it's interesting. It might be related to Discover. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Potentially. Exactly, is that like, yep. I wonder if the sites that do well in Discover are also the ones that do well for this or vice versa. Like, is that, especially with the, the image thumbnails that they're using for these yeah. cards, it makes me think of Discover. And I, I wonder exactly. if... Like maybe that should actually be a very, like a heavy priority for any, especially anyone who's doing content marketing. Um, if that's a big part of your SEO strategy, then maybe discover is something to pay more attention to than it was in the past. For sure. And then I, I really loved your point 33. Uh, I want to get a full width image thumbnail and mobile search. And you're, you're very honest that you haven't figured out how to accomplish this goal yet, yeah. but that's why it's there. Like, uh, when you're doing SEO, sometimes you're 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 testing and you're trying to figure things out and you're researching, and that's that, for me that's the really fun part. Like, what can I try? Like, what like what can I what similarities can I find between all of these sites that have the large thumbnail and mine doesn't? Yeah, and it's it's so fun to pull apart. I think that's that's a great way for you to set your own goals is to make observations, go out there and look, do tons of searches for yourself. Um, as you're using search engines, think, how did they get that that I don't have? And start asking questions. Now, I will say, a lot of people will attribute the why to the wrong thing. Uh, and yep. don't make really broad assumptions right off the bat. They have this feature, and it's because this. And you make one guess, and you're sure that it's that one thing. But make as many guesses as possible. Like, Try to find patterns. Try to find more sites that also have that same thing and look and test your assumption and say, is this holding true across 10 sites, 20 sites, 100 sites? Uh, it, if I make this change, do I consistently see that it's impacting my site? That's when you can start to be really sure about um, you know, a factor and how it's uh, affected or how Google is, is using it. But be very careful with seeing that someone is doing something and thinking if I do the exact same thing as them, I will get the exact same result as them because it's not always that apparent. Yeah. Still, you should, you should look for those things and, and add them to your, huh, they're doing this. And that seems like it's working very well. Maybe that could be a goal for me and then start breaking down how you can accomplish that. Epic. Any other thoughts that you want to uh, talk about when it comes to setting goals or any goals that you currently have or things that you've yeah. set for yourself and your business that have really paid off well? Totally. I think right now my, my current goal that I've just set for myself is to get back to 200 clicks a day from web results for my photography site. Uh, that was like for a long time just my, my average traffic level. And I've had a few posts uh, lose not really ranking as much as traffic the topics aren't useful anymore I have a bunch of reviews about Visco presets and that they haven't existed for a few years so they've fallen off uh, so I need to replace that and so 
I have a plan in place and I need to start creating some content. And I've gotten a few nice backlinks and features and interviews lately. So I'm excited to kind of push uh, quite a few of these factors all aiming towards that goal of 200 clicks a day. Yeah, I think that's a really good goal for someone who's a little bit more advanced or has more experience where if someone just sets a goal of, I want to get X amount of clicks per day, but they don't know what goes into getting those clicks, that can be a little bit dangerous. But for someone who, like you, you've done this before, you've already had it to that level, and you're thinking, you know, I just want to get back to that level. I know that when I'm at that level, I'm getting the amount of inquiries that I'm looking for, um, you know, new backlinks. It's sort of like, it's a good target to know that you're healthy. It's sort of like a, a weight on a scale, right? When you are at a certain weight, you know that you feel good and you are looking the way that you want. And whenever that gets below or above that, you start to feel like, ah, I'm not at the place that I want to be. So that can be a good kind of number to look at for your site as well. Um, for me, one of the things that I want to be doing that I've really neglected, is just posting regularly. I, I need to find some sort of, um, schedule and just know that I'm going to post whatever is interesting to me at least once per month or once per two months or once a week or whatever it is that I decide. Uh, I've found that I keep putting things off and I keep putting things in the drafts and uh, I never publish them. And then I look back a year later and I say, man, I wish I would have just published something once a month last year. So for me, that's a goal that I have is really just consistency with publishing because of the stuff I was saying earlier about how sometimes magic just happens when you let, let stuff out into the world. I, gosh, I was having the exact same thought for myself today, thinking about how many topics I'm super interested in at the moment and all of the changes with like chat GPT and different AI tools and everything that I'm playing with at the moment i'm still not publishing and i'm still not like any more productive in those ways than i was a year or two ago i've been thinking the exact same thing like literally (laughs) yesterday i was thinking that i was like i've been doing all these random things and i'm learning so much like i feel like yeah just as far as education i'm growing significantly but because i don't publish anything i feel like a lot of it gets lost and jumbled up in there where it's like it feels like i haven't made much progress where i really need to be documenting and publishing and sharing what I'm learning. And I think it would make me feel a lot better about the fact that I am actually accomplishing a lot by learning all of these things and they are useful skills that I can use going forward. I would, I would read that blog. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, Well, it's been fun. Uh, Everyone, we would love to get your comments again. We're going to publish this one in the SEO goals uh, blog post, which is feelyourphotos.com slash SEO dash goals. Uh, go there, leave comments about the blog post, about the podcast episode. Uh, uh, let us know what your specific SEO goals are going to be going forward. Um, if there's something that we mentioned in the post, let us know that. If you came up with something else, share that as well, because people would love to see those examples and learn from you. Of course, Happy. if you want even a little bit more accountability and you want access to myself and Dylan more regularly, we have our membership. You can find that on the Feel Your Photos website. And uh, I've just set up a, a weekly office hours every Tuesday for the next something like 12 weeks. Uh, they're all scheduled and you can go in there and RSVP and come hang out and ask specific questions. Have me look at your site, um, you know, look at your search console, help you set those specific goals. 
And then the people who are coming back to the office hours week after week, we've been, uh, I basically give them an assignment, they go do it and then come back. We check on it again and we figure out, you know, did that work or did it not work and how should we adjust your goals? So if that's something that you feel like you would like some uh, expert advice on how to set your goals or which goals you should be setting or whether or not your efforts are helping you achieve those goals, uh, I think that would be a great place for you. You'd probably really enjoy the community and the office hours that we have there. Awesome. Yep. Well, we would love to have you and we'll talk soon. See you next time. This podcast is brought to you by our very own SEO course. SEO can be difficult to learn and implement on your own and troublesome to hire out. To fix this, we've created a course that walks you through the steps to optimize your own site from start to finish. Visit fuelyourphotos.com to learn more.